0: Welcome everyone to episode one of Game Night with Eric Kane and Howdy. Jason Rose. That's me. Eric, how the hell are you?
1: Good. Yeah. We did an episode zero. So this we is did. episode one though. So we're 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 moving up in the world and forward chronologically, which is always important.
0: Yeah, so I mean <laughs> I didn't I didn't exactly uh fill you in on my choice for this but i suffice to say i don't think either of us were happy with the product of the first one so i decided to go triple zero on that one
1: there you go uh, yeah
0: we will release it we're gonna get a this and, and that one in the bag and release them together but uh, hopefully you guys can see the difference we were a bit it probably wasn't the right time we're we're both a little bit older that's why we call it that, game night i yeah. suppose you know <laughs> yeah. it, it pretty, but you know life is a busy thing no one wants to hear about our busy lives because they have their own. But the truth is, it catches up with you, man. And mm-hmm. it just was one That's of those days. Sure. Energy was low, but it's not low today. I'm ready to go. That's right. I had my nap A today. Testosterone so. shot in my, in my body. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I think the entire oh, yeah. male population at this point should should get on that stuff. It's and a like,
1: significant chunk of the female population these days, actually. So oh, shit. We won't go into that. I'm no,
0: sorry, no, we'll no really not in the that. first episode, Eric. <laughs> we can't do that. We've already <laughs> been canceled. God damn it. <laughs> so we have a couple segments that we're working on, and we'll get to those later. But I, I think I want to jump right into something that is, I mean, it's a topic that's cooling off. and But that's a couple game stuff games media stuff what have you one being a website the other one i don't really know what the hell it was but it was a reboot and that's the closure of fanbite the site and the kaputz of the g4 reboot um Which
1: was pretty quickly uh rebooted and then kaputs it
0: yeah right? it, was. and it, it
1: wasn't the the rebooted g4 how long was that a, even a thing like i blink and you miss it right like
0: like late last year
1: yeah Less than a let's do less than a let's, year, maybe let's, a year.
0: Let's do the fanbite thing first, because okay. I think that'll be a quicker one, and then we can go on the G4. Like, I don't FanByte was a site that I mean I think other games media blue check mark people fallated themselves about being awesome, but I don't know how many other people I actually thought were awesome. I didn't read a lot. The few times I perused some of their stuff, it just really wasn't something for me. Hmm. Uh but I mean there were some some good writers there, but uh, then they were bought by Tencent. Was it not? I don't know. Yeah, it was. You're going to have to lead this Chinese one company. because... Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. They were bought by, by one of the Chinese companies
1: and
0: okay. subsequently entirely laid off the entire workforce. So, that's a great way. And what, I mean, why... Jesse, the reason I really wanted to, to talk about it is, I mean, it, it kind of painted uh we we spoke eric and i had a, a podcast uh that i have i have this rose experience podcast where i interview people on it and we talked about a, uh, double standards in games media and this one was a glaring one because i found in the exit because after they were purchased and subsequently all laid off almost immediately i didn't see one ill word about you know china China, 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 China. All laid up because of that. Yeah. Yet, Fanbite was one of the most vocal people in terms of the, the Israel-Palestine conflict, any other social justice issue you wanted to take on. And I just found that to be really a glaring double standard. Um, yeah. Because a few of the guys do other podcasts, which I don't really listen to a lot, but y- you seem to get bits and pieces of it. And I kept waiting, waiting for... One in particular was, I, I like MinMax. Um, ben Hanson was one of the guys from Game Informer who went off and started his own thing. And they had Imran Khan on there. And he used to be with with uh, FanBite. And I kept waiting for the punchline for, you know, China took us over. And, you know, but it's kind of a double standard, blah, blah, blah. Nothing to be found Ooh. there. And I just I just found it ironic. And honestly, I kind of half expected it
1: just the the self-censorship around all things yes. China yeah 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 it's a weird thing I you know it it certainly is like under the surface of so many people's decision making about what they say or what you're you know I it's not you know I don't I don't really touch on the on China all that often but you know it's definitely like there you know there's Forbes is owned by a Hong Kong company now. Um, the they, China just does own so much of everything and it makes people afraid to speak out and it, it is unfortunate
0: mm-hmm. and like I, I don't if you don't want to talk about it that's fine oh I talk about it I don't care No, not you personally I just do <laughs> oh, people yeah. in general but <laughs> I just find that site in particular yeah, who always was crusading for whatever mm-hmm. issue and making it a big thing whether I don't know if if you're vocally active in like activism stuff, but then
1: just don't talk about one specific issue. It is a little, uh,
0: especially when that company is responsible for you being unemployed. Like I I figured, you know, you might cause uh, I figured people might've been a little raw about that, but there was just nothing. Like you don't hear anything about Saudi Arabia money. You don't hear about Chinese money in the game thing, which is just, going more and more and more and more, more. Mm-hmm. and for a site like that to be taken out and not say where i found it frankly cowardly uh yeah to one but it's yeah, odd to me i mean fanbite won't be missed whatsoever and i don't think very many other people will be missing it either what's the status of it now i mean they, they laid everybody off are they just having uh like robots I didn't right look into too much i don't know if they plan to revamp it or just keep it you know, only run it for certain things like guides. Listen, I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but sometimes they buy these these websites and only use a specific part of it for, you know, SEO scrapes and stuff like that. So who hmm. knows what they're going to do, but I don't think they're employing writers for original content.
1: I see um, an article about Overwatch 2 from the-
0: Okay, so maybe they just
1: trimmed your- Colin McGregor.
0: Call him. He's he quit MMA or or lost a few in the MMA and now he's writing for fanbite. Look, with all due respect to everyone, fuck everyone. his name is is Colin
1: McGregor. That's very that's way too similar. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It looks like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of Overwatch. He writes about Overwatch stuff there. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look into it more. I heard, I definitely heard more about G4. You know what? I think I'm, I think I have this aversion to like paying attention to games journalism and all things games journalism. I do just too, hasn't been, I it hasn't been, it hasn't been the most welcoming a community for me.
0: And I, I do I pay, too. like, I, I don't, I don't pay attention to it much. It's just sort of when it was like one after the other. And yeah. That yeah. Was that's a
1: lot. Yeah. That was 10 cent though, by the way. Yeah. 10 cent. Yeah.
0: 10 cent did buy them. Yeah. <laughs> So we rolled a- right into the G4 closure.
1: Like Yeah. Now that yeah, that okay, so G four was rebooted by what was the company that rebooted G4?
0: I'm glad you're doing the due diligence here. I'm gonna look up
1: stuff just because.
0: Um yeah, a year
1: after. So let's see what parents expected. Okay, so Comcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And supposedly, one of the sons of of the of a higher up sort of had a hard on for this G four brand, and he okay. spearheaded it's a vanity thing. Yeah, and he spearheaded it, got some people to buy on. I mean, so just gross. Were you a G four fan in any capacity in their original iteration? Nope. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I was.
1: <laughs> I was. Absurd. I just it, never. I never made time for it. That's the. That's yeah. the only thing. Like. If I was flipping through TV channels and like G Four was on, I might like like watch a minute or two, and that. But I mean, this is the truth about me: is like I, I've always been one to play video games more than ever watch anything about video games. I don't watch a lot of YouTubers or Twitch streamers. I don't. I've never like followed esports and like things like G Four. I'm just you know, if I have time to. Play, I've always been so busy that if I have time to do anything about video games, I'm going to be playing them or now, or, you know, writing about them. But mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, yeah. so that's, so it just, even when I was younger though, I don't know, like I know G4 was around. It was around for a long time, but it was just one of those things where I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really that
0: interested. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go play Mario. I mean, Power. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say I was like a, uh, a fan, I, I I respected what it was, and it was definitely a product of its time, like that that attitude. Like I, I sort of liken it to the the WWF or WWE at the time, which was the Attitude Era, and you know, you could sell sex back then, and that's kind of what they did. It, you know, they had Olivia Munn, they had Morgan mm-hmm. Webb, and it's funny, like everyone everyone was in on the joke then. Like we knew what was going on, but it was fine. Like, and in the in the meantime, we all had a blast when we tuned in. And like you, I tuned in, in passing. If I saw it when it was on, it's not like I was putting some time aside in my day to watch Attack of the Show or X Play or whatever other shows they had. But when they were on, I found them entertaining. Number yeah. one, I like when if if a woman's on there and they're nice to look at, so be it. I I mean, great. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think I think G four had a special place in a lot of you know, let's say the modern gamers a lot of people grew up with that and I think Mm -hmm. some of those women probably would be like the like the Farrah Fawcett to the boomer generation almost, you know what I mean? Like they look oh Mm -hmm. my god, they drove her. So that brand had some sort of cachet, but this reboot the more you learned about it after, as the demise was coming and we can talk about that, the steps it just seemed doomed to fail from the start. Yep. Well, and it's, it, it, I mean, one
1: of the big differences between when G4 was originally around and now is that there's just, the market is so different. I mean, there's just so many w- places to go for, for video game content that like, it's like the new Gawker. Like the new Gawker came back and it's like, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not entering, a, you know, the blogging market. That was that that it, it came up in in the first place it's just a mm-hmm. very different world so
0: yeah uh but yeah what i mean why do you think it was doomed to fail well i mean the project was just unwieldy it was much too big like the what was their initial workforce over 200 i mean yeah. like better people than me have run the numbers on what that would even cost and it's just like as you can say as you just said the market has changed so much a project like they're still starting to repackage something in the same way they did the original version of g4 mm-hmm. with that level but it's just not sustainable like you almost had to start the brand had like people could say oh whatever like no one cared about G four. i think people cared like people were in yeah, on sure. it. yeah but you almost have to start like grassroots a little bit and then you start hearing some of the stuff that comes on they were paying you know content people 25 30k her appearance and streamers and stuff like that and i'm like listen i don't really care it's their money they can do whatever the fuck they want with it and oh yeah bye, everyone we we swear on this podcast so well, um
1: that's bullshit
0: is that news to you
1: i didn't know he could
0: fucking no. swear <laughs> but it's like it's like bro, like and then i tune in and i think a lot of people were who were previous fans either hardcore or in passing expected some of these personalities Instead, they kind of got, like, a really old Adam Sessler sometimes and Ooh. a bunch of other people who kind of weren't, weren't awesome. Like, they just kind of sucked. Like, And the one thing I'll notice is, like, and I noticed this from the fan bite, just pushing back to that, is, like, when these place closes, now I expect them, okay, I don't expect them to say anything different, but it's, like, all the exit people, it's, like, you know, there's no question about the talent that was on this team. This play, These things did not fail because of talent bullshit exactly because of talent like people didn't want to tune into what you were putting out there whether it was the written word whether it was your video content or whatever and and i mean just obviously obviously there's the big one with Frost. but Uh it was it was not going to work before that and when you actively go against your audience in so many ways it's just all right fine
1: so what if you if you had been in charge of rebooting G four, what would you have done differently?
0: So I don't know if I would have done G four without some sort of like Adam. He was a big part of of G four, whether you like him or not. Okay, and I I think Adam has become this very unlikable person as good for Twitter drama. Him. Yeah, like and i think that's that's part of the problem to be honest i never would have rebooted but since i'm have to, i'm thrust in this position of managing this ship
1: you no longer get to choose this is yeah, you have okay. to reboot g4
0: it's a it's a skeleton crew we're going like fucking guerrilla warfare on this okay i'm getting super talented people that aren't going to break the bank for me okay because if we're going to succeed i mean i guess Sessler's on board And then it's a bunch of people like paratroopers that are hungry likable good on camera and aren't drama-fueled people they 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 love video games and 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 are are entertaining personalities like i just found a lot of the people on there now i can't speak to everybody okay i wasn't watching this thing like hand over fist like a lot of the people out there which is why it failed i consumed it in. Video clips and sound bites. Mm. Okay. Yep. But it never, those video clips and sound bites didn't give me a reason to tune in either. So Skeleton Crew, Gorilla, working off the brand name, but then presenting something new and then building organically. Like this megalith launch of a G4 reboot, it's just not going to work in 2022 or 2021 or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's me. What about you? Well,
1: I mean, no, I like I like your strategy. It just seems, it seems like that's the way you have to go. I mean, you don't have to have the biggest names in video game streaming or or you know YouTubers on on this because it is cost prohibitive. You can't if they were really paying people twenty five thousand dollars for an appearance. That's insane. Like you you can't. How long is that going to last? But but it's kind of like like. Um, a great opportunity to introduce young bloods, you know, new talent. Uh, like you said, people who are hungry. Go-getters. go, go getters, Like like, and it's like like people who are good at this, but maybe people don't know them very well. And then well, they can uh, build themselves, you know.
0: I, I, I forgot to add this. Like all those people that came to be known in the original G4 iteration weren't well-known people when they started. Right. So it's like, what's wrong? I don't a lot of those people that they brought in brought baggage with them, good and bad. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't think there was one personality that had universal, you know, appeal. Uh, So it's like... Well, I wasn't on
1: it, so, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or myself, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we weren't part of this, so universal appeal wasn't there.
0: And they, I'm sorry, like, none of the spirit of the original was in it. Other than... You, you had the corpse of Adam Sessler and then <laughs> animated corpse, no, no sex appeal, not a lot of funny, yeah. And I, from what I can, and tell, drama and, and drama, like, yeah, I mean, do you want to tackle that? You go ahead, no, no, you,
1: yeah, you know what? I have been, I'm not gonna lie, the drama that I witnessed, I was just a drive by drama witnesser. I was like, well, oh, I mean, I that was, looks- too. I just. That really doesn't look like anything I want to have any part of at (laughs) all. Like, cool. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Like, there are rabbit holes I go down, and then I'm like, wow, I had no idea that this shit was going on. And then there are rabbit holes that I just walk away from because they look to be filled with snakes. And yeah, this one just, you know, I don't know. Like with like Frost getting fired and whatnot, I was just like, well, sounds like everybody is having fun. Let them have their fun. What? I don't know. It just seemed like like a like a lot of bad ideas and and like you said baggage and uh conflict and just just a, not a great situation all around.
0: Well, what I mean, what really pro as again, I see the exit exposés and there's a couple people who tackled this um, a guy from Kotaku wrote this closing thing and of course in it he doesn't talk about this this frost thing at all for a reason even though you can see the numbers which weren't good in the first place they definitely went down i mean again i didn't research this other people did okay i'm just piggybacking their work maybe they're wrong but i doubt it but when that thing happened people listened and were like fuck it i'm out like Mm -hmm. bottom line is this girl even if she said some some things that did make some sense like but it's honestly, she just seemed a very uh, like an abrasive person mm-hmm. that sim- really symptomizes a lot of what games media people think or at least right. project about their audience. It's it's like combative and disdainful mm-hmm. and holier I don't than need thou. you. Yep. Yeah. And, holier, and it's like, you know what? people are just like fuck this person and and the, and again you just got the whole crying yeah yeah like this is the, awesome, the best thing ever like mm-hmm. no one I guarantee it like no one out there thought it was great other than that little echo chamber and you can I mean whether you want to admit it or not that sort of singled the, signaled the death knell of the entire mm-hmm. thing which led to layoffs and she survived one of the layoffs and then seemingly tweeted dancing on the graves of the people laid off and she was fired a couple never, weeks later.
1: Never a great idea.
0: Yeah, like to do. And I think I like listen. It's a good idea always to shut up and let people show you who they are. Yeah. And I, that's probably a good a good indicator of the type of person she is. Yeah. No, seems to be. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I meet her one day in life and she's just awesome. I don't know, but uh, until you then, have, I just never do.
1: No. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah. Well, doomed to fail, doomed to fail, and uh, and helped along the way by many interesting people and choices. But like in the end, it really is kind of like, who cares?
0: No, again, I I don't.
1: Yeah, it's I... like it was this weird project that had a lot of money behind it for a short period of time. Obviously, there was had to be a bunch of money behind it, and then just mismanaged all the way to the to the grave. So.
0: It died in the boardroom, but I I, I do think it could have worked. Um, And kind of a sad end to something that I think a lot of people really did love, even if we weren't just liked,
1: you know? Yeah. I think if it had been more, like you're saying, like if it had been more of a grassroots effort uh, that felt more organic and less like a corporate like necromancy, then, you know, maybe that would have resonated more.
0: And if they would have uh, tried Olivia Munn out there with 15 sausages in her mouth again, I definitely would have tuned in. <laughs> well, that, that would have been...
1: That would have definitely probably been a hit. So, yeah. There's p- part two of the strategy. <laughs> Skeleton crew, attention to the budget, bring back Olivia Munn.
0: Yeah, like, if you were going to pay big big appearance fees, wouldn't you do it to people like that? I Yeah, don't know. I mean, seriously.
1: Although well, there's she just so much. Saw-
0: she probably saw the writing on the wall. She's like, I "Want nothing right. to do with." This. Yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah, there.
1: There's so much like I feel like there's this huge uh, disconnect between just in general between like games media and like what people think gamers want to read or watch, and then like the actual people reading and watching games content. Which is, you know, what we've seen for years and years and years. It's so, it's still so strange to me when I read certain publications that are very, very activist. I'm just like, what is, who is the audience
0: for this? It must be so narrow. It is. Well, I mean, we're proving it right now. I mean, fanbite was like the, the darling of the checkmark games media people, right? But no one was fucking reading it. No one, no one gave a shit about fanbite. Don't give a fuck about it. They didn't care what they were writing about. They were writing for each other. They weren't writing. That's what a lot of games media does. That's a lot of media does, really. You gotta have your own voice to be Mm -hmm. a good writer, yes, but you also have to have your finger on the pulse. I don't think these people have any fucking idea about what the the average game person wants. Like this is an escapism media. Yes, we can critic, you know, critically dive in and there is opportunities for these things like like politics in it and I, like people like you and I want that but we oh, yeah. don't want just that well we don't
1: want just that and we don't want it presented in a way that is tone deaf and sneering and judgy and you know there's this, there's always this like with politics in games there's always this dishonest exchange where people are like people say well I don't want politics in games and then the other side will make fun of them for not wanting politics in games, but no one's actually talking about what that means. Like we don't mind having politics in the story of the game. Like it's a political thriller or there's like some like, you know, game of Thrones type shit going on. That's all politics. What we Mm -hmm. don't want is a political message to be shoved down our throats while we're playing the game. For one thing that makes for bad art in general, like, Like we don't want um, to, we don't want to watch a movie. It's fine to watch a movie that's about political issues. But if the movie is propaganda trying to push a political agenda down your throat, that is not a very, that doesn't make for a very good movie. And like, so we get to this point with, with, uh, you know, a certain segment of games media where where they're always just pushing this constant message. And they want, and they want, and then they, so there's this reactionary side and, I don't know. I get I get so burnt out on the whole thing. No, I get it, man. Like, and it's just like, oh my god, it's exhausting. Where do these people come from? Do they even like
0: video games in the first place? Well, I don't think I don't think a lot of them do, and that's why a lot of them hide their trophies, achievements, um, accolades on various platforms. You know, they don't want to be exposed because a lot of them were being exposed before. Mm-hmm you know if your job's to play you know your job's to talk about and critically think and write about video games and create content for video games you gotta fucking play them like i don't think a lot of them played them they just talked about it with each other and kind of didn't play because whatever but i think they're like when people say i don't want politics in my in my video games i think for the most part they just mean they don't want to be preached to Right, exactly, fucking time because they don't mind politics being in the yeah, game all the time. now there's a there is a small section of idiots who like definitely mean i don't want any politics in the game but they don't even understand what they're talking about totally and totally. that's not who we're talking about anyway and but mm-hmm. that seems to be the people that the games media pick out when right. that talk, the low hanging conversation fruit. comes out mm-hmm. yeah like oh we well, mean everything's pl-, you know that's not what they're talking about right i mean at least the the, the intelligent person isn't talking about that right they just don't want to be priests to all time. And if a site is, you know, evangelizing messages or pushing content, like, let's have some different perspectives. That would be nice. Uh, out there, which which do not exist. And again. Well, you can't have you? them
1: anymore because it's giving somebody a platform. Like um, when Gene Park of The Washington Post went on Colin yeah. Moriarty's show and everyone was like, oh, my God, you're giving him a platform. And it's like, motherfucker, Colin has, has a platform a fuck- already. Like, He's why biggest- don't you engage? In- engage with him like he's the
0: biggest games fan run games media platform ever
1: right and and and, and 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 there's a reason for that you know and, it, and it's not like he's apolitical. he talks politics all the time but the difference is is that i always well, at least my impression of colin is that he's open to other people's politics too he's That's cool, cool. about talking about politics with people who disagree with him and I would like, I would like, a- I would appreciate the games media so much more if they were like, today we're having, you know, a podcast where we debate this conservative person or this libertarian, or today we're, going you know, we're going to take this seriously. We have a, you know, we're going to talk about video games and we have a, like a hardcore Marxist. We've got this, you know, like right-wing Catholic, we, you know, and we're going to all have this, co- like that would be a serious, but you know, the media in general these days, they don't want, like this is same. It's the Rogan problem, you know. Nobody wants if a if a liberal goes on Rogan these days, they get castigated by like the entire liberal. It's so strange to me because I swear to God, if you go back ten years, the left wasn't like this. No, like even if you not
0: even that far back. I, I don't even think that far back.
1: Sure. I get um, yeah yeah probably not that far back, but I think it's been it's been getting worse.
0: Yeah, oh, for uh, sure. Over
1: the last ten years, but yeah, you go back to like when I was first blogging, I was writing about politics, and uh, before I even got into writing about games, and um, kind of the whole like one of my biggest critiques of the right back then was the conservative movement was so lockstep. They were always, you know, there was this, you know, there was the whole rhino thing, and there was if you went out of line, you'd get shouted down, and 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 really, I've seen the left just do the same thing. And then you see it all across media and now it's like yeah this whole idea that you can't give someone a platform because they don't have the exact same political and cultural and social beliefs as you do is crazy well How do i just you ever get any
0: progress there like well and that and, and they're just gonna keep i don't understand these people that that run these these places that don't see this revolving door of quote-unquote, talent. I mean, I talent, what does that mean anymore? They're obviously Mm -hmm. not that talented. They keep getting laid off and fired. And these sites aren't doing anything while other people are succeeding. But it's like, I don't think the average person knows who the fuck that these people are. Mm -hmm. Like, these are... You know... I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I just... I'll be honest. Like, a lot of these people that write, I don't know anyone like that for the most part. Like, I... I mean, I... I guess my circle's gotten smaller as I'm like 43. Maybe I'm I'm just old, but I don't know any people like that. I'm I'm out in the public professionally all the time. You know. Yeah. Most people are pretty you know, this, they engage with their stuff, but also tackling your point about, you know, I, today we want to talk about, you know, this with with a conservative or a Mormon or a fucking extremist. <laughs> I, okay, not that, but it's like maybe Penny. this needs to happen more organically though because i feel mm-hmm. like when you do things like that it's like the view where they have the one conservative sure. it. no Basically, i think more job is to get paid to get her ass kicked for yeah fucking an well hour. yeah
1: that's that's that the way that yeah i wouldn't want to do it that way but i just think that it's more like like if you listen to the joe rogan podcast like he'll have people from all kind of different perspectives on there and i think that sure. the impulse to say we're going to have a wide variety of perspectives is is the one that we should want not that you know not that you're going to set up like the 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 hardcore trump republican and the like woke ass liberal together but more
0: like we're going to let a variety of viewpoints have a say i guess the fact that we even have to declare these 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 things on the front just shows what kind of state we're in right now it's bad like I, it's crazy like to me. I just, just want to see people, man. Like, just people being people and, and having conversations back and forth. Like, I don't know. But bottom line is, the shit that they're doing isn't working. They prove it over and over and over again. And their audience gets smaller and smaller and smaller and goes to YouTube and all these other outlets that eight G4s reboots lunch. And it's going to keep happening. And they don't seem to get it. Yeah. And you know what?
1: Yeah.
0: Fine by me. I feel like, like... I guess. I don't know.
1: Like, I, you know, I identify as someone on the left and most of my friends are as well, but um, but we're so different from, like, like the, the views that people my age, I guess, or, or in my circle have are so different than, than what I see on, like, in games media and, like, like quote-unquote woke media and all that. Um, and I think part of it is, like, if you go back in time, not too long ago, like there was a rebelliousness to being on the left. You know, there was the moral majority. And then if you were, you know, you know, doing drugs and like permit being promiscuous or like listening to rock and roll or punk rock or, you know, like all that sort of like rebellious underground, like rage against the machine type stuff, you know, like there was all of that. And now it's like, it's like everyone who's on the left is like we are right. We are the majority. We are in charge. We're going to we're going to snuff out anyone who has different views and it's sort of like the tables have really turned in this For very sure. negative way where now like that the the presumptive like l- leaders of society are are these are these people and, and and it's it's very much like that that spirit of rebellion and dissonance and like uh, that ability to like oppose things, but not not think that you're going to win all the time. There's just this ad- attitude, like like if you don't believe these things that we believe, you're on the wrong side of history, all and right. you, and and you're going to lose, and we're going to win, and we're going to destroy you. And everything you believe in and stand for, and you know, like it's a weird, it's just a weird change in the scenery of of the political and cultural makeup. And it's so, it's so much in games media, which is I know why we're, we're we're talking about it, but it's so much in games media, and it's so strange. I think it was one of the weirdest things when I first started writing about video games was was how strong that impulse was already in games media. Just to take um,
0: it to that level.
1: yeah and yeah like over 10 years ago really and it was already just like this idea that there was the righteous who were Mm -hmm. were just ordained and everything they believed in was right and if you strayed from that you were cast out you were you were bad you were unclean you were toxic you know like GamerGate was eight years ago now and that's that was like that didn't happen out of nothing you know Mm -hmm. so
0: Games night ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um we'll talk But about I'll give you an example too. like <laughs> I, I talk about these what was the what was the Vox gaming initiative that failed after a couple years. Then they just wrapped um, it up and called it Vox gaming.
1: I mean Vox runs Polygon.
0: No, it, it called it it was something. That that Austin Walker guy ran it.
1: You know that's ringing a bell and I just don't remember which
0: not it matter the name I guess that, anyway. It goes yeah. down on, under his leadership. But same shit from Fanbyte. They close doors quick. But I remember mm-hmm. reading this. This will typify and we can move on to the next, which will be... It, it dovetails into what we're talking about, which is the Bayonetta 3 mm. controversy. But this article I remember reading on this website was about Forza, okay? It was about Forza Horizon. And I guess there's... It was either it took place in Australia or some of the races were in Australia. And this piece of writing somehow tied in how parts of australia were anti-gay and this all wrapped into forza i remember reading this fucking thing now i couldn't get through it but i was like this if this doesn't say it all right here i'm like there you go like
1: really it's so out of touch
0: who's reading this no one's reading it. and then you see the comment it's like oh yes it's so deep (laughs)
1: yeah there's this very this very narrow echo chamber i feel like and I think the same would exist if Games Media was currently controlled by like activist right wingers. It would be a very similar thing. Like there would like no one wants to hear all that. Like, people just want to talk. They want to play their games. They don't want to be preached to. If you're so is if games you're running act- all
0: activist leftist then, if what now, is is Games Media all activist leftist then? No, I mean there's there's clearly some sites
1: that that hue right, but I would say that the big ones are definitely activist left wing.
2: Yeah, for uh, sure. And,
1: you know um even and it's gotten into you know to into everywhere you know i mean ign i guess is a pretty apolitical site overall but you see it there you see it uh
0: we try to be and then you know big conflicts come in and and some people try to spearhead things against mm. better wishes but who gives a shit i'll let you take let's let's move into our continued shit on the games media thing. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever but uh the Bayonetta three stuff. I'll let you go in. Uh, just...
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's so much in the or going on with that game right now. Like, first we had the whole um, the whole voice acting controversy.
0: That's where it starts. Yeah,
1: which is crazy. Like, because she, uh, the original voice actor who plays Bayonetta, went out and publicly said that Platinum was only offering her four thousand dollars to do the whole game, and she, you know apparently wanted more than that and and then negotiations fell through and then Jennifer Hale was brought on to, to play that role and then it comes out and she admits that no they'd actually offered her more money than that and
0: it was that per session it, or something it, like that
1: it was it was like they'd offered her 10,000 plus another like 5,000 for for another session and so it was this whole like holy crap like what like you know, people all at first took her side, and then everyone was like, "Wow, you lied to us!" And there was, you, and know, that's Jason the Schreier, big thing you know, Because,
0: that. like, I I see those numbers, and to me, for a franchise that is, I mean, I would. It's not this; it, it seems bigger than it actually is. But mm-hmm. those numbers seem pretty low. They for, do seem low, and I think but that the fact if she, is, you can't lie about this shit. You can't lie about it exactly. If, if she just represent- come out and said,
1: like, I think this number, and given the real number, is too low. I think a lot of people would agree with that for sure. For, and because I mean, sure. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, you know, like uncharted or something it's, but Bayonetta is still a pretty big property. And, and I think a lot of people would say that voice actors are underpaid. The majority of voice actors, there's son that make well, a lot of money. Yeah. Obviously.
0: I mean the, um, the top top, but that's like anything like, sure. I mean, but they, and they bring on Jennifer Hale, who's probably the biggest female voice actor yeah. in games. Yeah. who is definitely going to be paid a lot more than definitely. what this person said it, it, we still don't know like the the numbers oh, it's, honestly i don't really give a shit it's just i think it's, it's funny you know people were just going crazy about this story me personally i couldn't care less i just i just I, as soon as i see someone lying i'm like well you've lost now mm-hmm. you can't lie it doesn't matter what it is like if you get what, caught in a lie in, in politics it, why, or, know, why would you lie about it i don't like, understand a terrible decision because you'd have to have the notion that okay, first of all, the company's going to defend itself in some capacity, right? And I guess we could talk about Kamiya. Like I love Hideki Kamiya's games. I I thought Clover mm-hmm. to me was like the darling studio when it was created, and all the stuff he's made from Beautiful Joe on, But the guy's an asshole from all accounts. Sure, like he a lot if of you don't tweet and Japanese people are he blocks you and. I thought a lot of people thought it was a gimmick, but no, the guy's just like that. And then he Hmm. deletes his account or something. And yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, Her name's Helena Taylor, by the way. That's right. uh, Couldn't remember, but yeah. Um, Yeah. So then, then because one controversy around Bayonetta three, isn't enough. Then uh, we start to see reviews and people reacting uh, to, to her, sexual identity yeah no um,
0: I, I think this would be like considered spoilers for people who really love bayonetta um i guess if yes. you wanted to stay black or blackout <laughs> or stay black whatever they want you to identify want, as black you can do that now you can do that it's 2022 <laughs> yeah. but i mean if you're if you're trying to avoid all bayonetta 3 shit you know just yeah. fast forward a, a little bit but go ahead sorry um well, you, have, you first contacted me, but people were upset
1: that she's not gay.
0: Yeah. Like, I started right? seeing a couple people, like, I don't use the social media thing much, but when I go on, it's like, you know, I'll do a, a, a thorough look when I have time, and then I see some of this stuff, I'm like, this can't be real. Like, this honestly can't be a real thing, but it is. <laughs> you know, the, the, again, this, this echo chamber blue... Checkmark games people talking to each other about how in the end of Bayonetta 3 she's a straight woman who loves a man and I guess she has to rely on a man in some capacity in some small capacity at the end and this is a problem because why apparently we're not supposed because to rely they on each other for anything <laughs> like because she now she she was this like I love how the the LBGTQ whatever uh, community it's like they they latch onto these characters or these ships. I I fucking hate that term ship. It's I hate it noxious, so much, right? dude. <laughs> I hate it almost as much as calling when Thanos snapped his finger the blip. That I hate the most. That's the, it's the dumbest thing to call it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. This, it, it, they latch onto these 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 things that they fan service and ship and then when it's not a real thing, it's like They just go nuts about it. And it's like they I'm just like, I don't know. Again.
1: I think that's just the the shipper community in general, whether straight or gay, it's this it's there's this weird, unhealthy obsession with with fictional characters' personal lives. It's weird to me. It it has influenced like shows like Arrow. The shippers like really pushed for the for the Oliver, um and felicity hookup, and then you know that was called elicity, and it ruined the show. I mean, it just totally ruined the show. And that's because the thing that they, they're they catering to characters that shouldn't have been together together, and then they focus the whole show on it. And it's, it's like, like
0: you're th- just yeah, you're catering to this weird community of psycho vocal, <laughs> vocal minority who dwell on social media, mm-hmm. and just they seem like if you're listening, I guess, and reading your your responses to your tweet, which you should never do if you're a big. Mm. Thing out Definitely. there don't wade into that cesspool i do like that youtube but... comments don't do it because they're not representative of any of anything and it's like and then you look back because the funny thing is is that bayonetta as a character was used in anita sarkeesian's you know uh mm-hmm. videos like, what the hell were they even called
1: uh feminist frequency
0: that's right ethics in gaming right no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh God. Feminist she, frequency. One of the things is, is, and she was used as the this perfect example of everything wrong with video games, and and and
1: right. It was that, that yeah. Bayonetta had been, and we saw a lot of op eds about this. That Bayonetta uh, was was uh, created for the male gaze, not the male g a y s, the male g a z e. Um, one of my one of my favorite rebuttals to that, and I can't remember who wrote this, but um, was actually a lesbian who wrote this rebuttal to this idea that it was the, for the male gaze, and she's like, like this character, you know, what about lesbians? We also like to look at beautiful women. Like, why do you assume that this character was created for? for men to go to ogle. Like what, if, what if it's for men and women? Like, and also by the way, Bayonetta was designed by a man and a woman together. So like, but yes, back in the, back in the early days of Bayonetta and when Bayonetta two was coming out, especially there was all this controversy around her character because she's often nude. Her clothing is made of her hair, her magical hair, which can be used uh, also as superpowers, and she's a highly sexualized character. She also just happens to be totally badass and entirely in charge of her own sexuality, which is honestly exactly what we should be wanting from strong right? female characters in games and and media in general is is women who are are they're they're, they're allowed to be sexual, in charge of their sexuality, totally badass, but not like badass just be, be, by being unpleasant and like, uh, uh you know, hard to, to, see. Yeah. she's a, she's a likable character. Um, and, and, and now the weird thing, and when I saw your tweets about this, it was, I was just like, <laughs> these people are like, how could any straight man be attracted to this? And they're showing clips from the game. And I'm yeah, like, who
0: are these people?
1: Like, I'm like, have, have you, you never met a straight dude in your life? Like it doesn't take much man and, no. and and also we generally are attracted to lesbians like this this is not a secret if, if she was straight or gay we would be attracted to her because she's hot man like
0: she crazy she kicks some ass and she's just a and, cool it's cool. Character. and it's
1: character it is cool if she's also attracted attractive to 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 queer people that's cool I don't give a shit like she's an attractive person human being she's going to be attractive to different people for different reasons including i i i assume straight women who aren't attracted to her sexually but admire her uh her
0: badassery
1: etc etc like i mean you know like she's a great character
0: and honestly like it's a japanese game okay i i think these (laughs) people don't understand that you know other most of the world isn't nearly as gay as Western society. Right. Or as uptight. You know what I mean, like J- Japan's not like that at all. Like when they're writing, you know, it's like, and, and these people can never, they they can't even figure out what they're outraged about. It's just a new thing to latch on to be outraged. about. I, I just don't, totally. it is so absurd to me. That's why sometimes I see these things. And like you, I, again, I, I try not to go down these rabbit holes at all because I'm just like, like I just want to smash. Them. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> I can't believe these people are real that actually think like this. Anyway, yeah. I, are
1: they real? Are we sure? Are we real? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I've been wondering about this lately. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's an awful lot of effort, and and I guess it does provide content for people who want to talk about how crazy other people are. Uh, it gives me lots of things to write and and make videos about. Um,
0: but do it is think, very strange. let's ask you a question. We get back to this. Do you think the average, not even gamer but person, like this seems to be like a, a topic as over the last few years that showing everyone to be beautiful, mare, male or female, is somehow problematic. Do you think the average person gives a shit about that?
1: No, the average no, person doesn't no. give a shit about any of this shit.
0: But they do um, care when all of a sudden there's a 350 pound woman modeling lingerie on the billboard. It <laughs> yeah. just, listen, well, it's all, you be, Hey, I'm not saying you, you, you're not beautiful to other people, but I'm telling you, like, that's not the way you're going to sell me underwear. I'm not right. going to want to buy that for my wife or my, well, there's a niche
1: for that for, you know, obviously. And, and I think that, you know, if you've got your, your catalog or whatever for that's designed for, you know, bigger people, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, like, like, trying to – see, what I always figure is that the people behind, uh, like, the billboards with 350-pound women are, are skinny, attractive women who want to, like, be really sneaky and manipulative. It's like the chicks that make friends with, like, uglier chicks so that they can be the prettier chick elevate in, in a friend sure. group. Yeah.
0: And, and that, I swear to and God,
1: that, that's what's that going on.
0: That That social hierarchy exists – across the board in different levels like absolutely uh, a lot of parasites you want a a smaller parasite to elevate them i mean that just Mm -hmm. happens whether it's beauty whether it's anything status Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah and especially really ambitious awful people are going to are going to push that more I i think we see a lot of that in general with a lot of the sort of cultural stuff that we're seeing right now is we're seeing a lot of um a lot of manipulative people that are gaining status, fame, and wealth by pushing certain issues that make themselves look good, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. Um, but Bayonetta, uh, I haven't I haven't played the third one yet. Do you like I, the series? or you can? I I do. I, I I don't think I played the second game.
0: Uh, well, it was very a Wii far. U game,
1: right? It was a Wii U game, and I liked the Wii U. I Did enjoyed really? that console. You yeah, gigantic
0: don't, weirdo.
1: They they had such good games for it though. They did. They too. had uh they, they had Mario Kart 8, they had Wonderful uh, 101. Yeah, the Wonderful, another Platinum game. They had uh they had um Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was no not Donkey uh Yeah, Donkey Kong, yeah. They did the
0: Twilight um, Princess reboot on it.
1: Uh-huh. And the, the Wind Waker reboot. Yeah. Um they had Pikmin 3. They had uh, Luigi's Mansion. They had. They, there was. uh There was the the Super Mario. Super Mario. Yeah, I, was, I know the what 3D world about. or whatever. Turn, I'm trying to buy the one. Like I never... There was. There were so many good. And they've rebooted a lot of those onto the Switch, of course. I will tell you this. I think I enjoyed. I. I hate to say. I think I played more Wii, Wii U than Switch. And that's probably just partly you my wife's circumstances. You were gonna say
0: that you you were gonna say that you actually might prefer the Wii U over the Switch. I think I and might actually
1: prefer it. No, I really might because I feel like the Wii U knew. Had, I think even though it had an identity crisis from the get-go, I think the Wii U understood its own limitations more, whereas the Switch is trying to be everything to everybody, and all these games are being ported to it that have no business being there. Like like oh, and Doom this and underpowered and
0: hardware package. It
1: can't right. It cannot handle half these games. It couldn't even handle uh, Legends uh, Breath of the Wild when that came yeah. out. It was no. it was had shitty frame rates. I I remember trying to play Fortnite on it and I was like, fuck this Switch. I don't know that I'm going to play it anymore. Partly that was every time I turn it on, I, I have Joy-Con drift on all my Joy Cons. Um, I am so sick of drift. So, so really, the Switch for the last couple of years has just been kind of a, a thorn in my side. Where's the Wii U? Right up until the day they sort of discontinued it, I really enjoyed it. It had some cool stuff, man. Like, like it was Nintendo a good Hardware little system is
0: for quite a while now. Really, since I'd say since the, I liked the GameCube, it, it seemed yeah. to be it was still up to snuff technologically while still being a Nintendo. Piece, but ever since then, their hardware is just, just let's just say, is shit. Well, it's, it's, it's so it's
1: it's it's, it's it's like they've got good ideas and poor execution. Like, so I wrote something about how they should make a hybrid mobile and and um, stationary console like two or three years before they came out mm-hmm. with the Switch. I thought it was a great idea, uh, and then then they did it. So they clearly copied me. Um, <laughs> of course, no, but I mean, it makes a ton of sense. But it's like now I'm like. Ah, it's a bad idea. I would really love to see a... I'd love to see a Nintendo console that was, like, as powerful as uh, Xbox Series S. It doesn't problem have to be the like... most powerful, but just something that can handle, like, the next Zelda at 60 frames per second. And, like, that can do... You know, that can handle the... It doesn't have to be the most graphically amazing thing, but that loads quick, that that handles that steady frame rate they can handle some some port if they're going to be doing these ports and these these games like doom like skyrim it should be able to perform at a respectable frame rate yes and it can't the switch then, cannot do it
0: it's nintendo pathetic. fans bless your hearts i see you out there all the time speaking of and japan hello japan. <laughs> japan but you know in the back of your head you know it's not true but you 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 just want to try to lie to yourself to make up this is incredible what a port this and that and I just I'm like I can't play marginalized games at this point I'm just not going nope. to do it I feel awful I I don't understand like to me if you're only a Switch owner you're kind of not participating in the video game generation unless you're six
1: multi-part. if you're six you're gonna be fine
0: yeah and like I'm not uh, are you, you only have-
1: like two D indie games like Shovel Knight or something that's fine yeah, you're gonna be like- fine.
0: Again, you don't have to be. You want to own a Switch, you want to play that, God bless you. You know, <laughs> go ahead. It's just you're missing out on so, so, so much. And So much. Oh, my God. The problem is also <laughs> no one will criticize Nintendo for they don't want to take – they will not sell any of their hardware at a loss ever. Yeah. That's why yeah. their yeah. hardware is what it is. And if they were to make a, a, hard, uh, a console or a piece of hardware equivalent to the S – it would be really fucking expensive mm-hmm. because they're not going to sell it at a loss or well, even, I, even
1: I understood. I like that would more sense before they had their own like subscription online service, which and is now they're easy. making money yep. hand over fist, like with their store, which sells tons of just crapware and, and bloat. And like the the whole business model of Nintendo has changed. And yet, yeah, you're right. They still won't sell at a loss. I, I keep saying we need a Nintendo switch pro like something for people who don't care that it's mobile, just something that can handle this shit. And on a screen, like on a TV
0: screen or, uh, I don't you know, something. And the I remodel, like four. I was waiting for a pro. I wanted that remodel yeah. to be a pro. Everyone thought it was going to be a pro version. I'm like, okay, I can get back and I'll start playing some of those Nintendo games. Again, that I loved that I've kind of left behind. And the minute it wasn't like, and these people, I can will buy a switch. And I'll love it. Okay, sucker. You're just being a sucker at this point. Like, it's, I, I mean,
1: it's great for certain. But see, like my son, who is now 12, when he was a bit younger, the Switch was great for him. He loved it. He played it all the time. That's what he played Fortnite on. And then he got a little bit older and he barely touches it. He's either on his Oculus Quest 2 or he's on his PC or he's playing on the PlayStation or the Xbox. I almost never see him playing the Switch anymore. Yeah. Uh, My daughter never plays the Switch. Uh, Sometimes she'll pick up a 3DS and play that instead. Like, the Joy-Cons are a menace. That's one of the big problems that I think... They're literally garbage. I mean, first of all, even without the Drift, they are tiny. I like the Pro Controller. It's fine. But, like... Like like yeah they feel like shit they're they're I bad big, controllers
0: i have a big mitt I, i've held right. them and i and i'm just like these things what do you want me to do with them i feel like well, see ricky bobby and talladega knights i don't know what to do with my hands there <laughs> go
1: <laughs> here's one of the things that was great about the wii u it was almost always attached to our tv and we had controllers for it so if we were going to turn on uh mario kart 8 we would have four controllers laying around that we could just pick up and immediately play Mario Kart Eight on the TV. But with the Switch, you've got to like take off the Joy Cons and then figure out which controller's going to be which. And you got some people are going to be holding just a, one Joy Con to play the game with. It's a mess. It, it's yeah. at a certain point, it's like it just isn't. I don't know. Nintendo fans are going to fucking hate us for this. But I'm sorry, it's, I- it is just. It is just them. subpar on so many levels. I love so much about Nintendo. Like, Again, I love the ideas. Zelda games. I love Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8 remains one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's magic. I love it. It really is magic. It's That's so everything great. You know what? It. I played Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U a hundred times more than I've ever played it since it's been out on the Switch. I almost mm. never play it anymore. And it's totally because I find the Switch a pain in the ass to use. And my controllers have Joy, Joy-Con Drift and I fucking, I just, I can't, I just get sick of it. And I'm like, nope, we're going to, we're going to play, if we're going to play, we're going to we'll go play Call of Duty or or we're going to play, or you know, my son's like on Gang Beasts or something. Mario Kart 8 or Nintendo stuff in general is not even, it's just not even an, an, an it's not a presence in our household anymore. And that's mm-hmm. crazy because I have it, me and my kids play fucking video games all the time. But it's you – know, my son, he's either on Minecraft, Fortnite, some sort of VR game, uh, Roblox, that kind of stuff. My daughter, really, she only likes to play Call of Duty for the most part. Um, but like where we used to play Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers, et cetera, et cetera, we barely even touch it anymore. And and Again, I yeah. that's what I'm saying. We played a lot more when the Wii U was out <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like you said, though, great ideas, poor execution. Yeah. That's just the way it is. It's too too weak to handle.
1: That would be nice with with Uh, good controllers. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, this is a great seg for the uh, Steam Deck. All right. Because the Steam Deck, I I just got it, so I don't have a lot of experience. But I'm not a big handheld gamer in general. Nice. I like the case it comes in. It's very nice. Awesome. But it feels so much better and looks so much better than the Switch. It's not even funny that the,
0: the size like is it, perfect. It's the got floors. like a hefty bulk, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a. It's weighted properly, and it doesn't uh-huh. feel like a lead weight. Like I haven't really used mine a ton. I just kind of wanted really it because I got buy it these things, mm-hmm. and I want to like trick it out and you know change the loading screens and whatever. But like just having it and the snappiness mm-hmm. and the ease of use. Obviously, it's Steam is a you know many many years of fine tuning to become Absolutely. the thing that it is. Yep. But I mean, still having what's available on you and hardware wise, it's yeah. fantastic. And it's fantastic. They have caught up. Valve has caught up so quickly to match the demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one did you get?
1: I got the most expensive one because fuck not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted I mean, the yeah.
1: fastest loading times and all that. Uh, the, the the difference between the, the the most expensive and the second most was just not enough. And the. And the. The lowest storage model just didn't seem like a great option, so no. Uh, I just, yeah. Um, someday I'll play Half Life Three on that puppy.
0: <laughs> no, it's awesome. I'm glad you have one. I'm looking yeah. forward to, uh, you know, comparing more notes when we can dive in more thoroughly. I don't know when time allows. That's yeah. that's going to be a hard one. Well, but I, I want to play more with it. I,
1: I I'm really looking forward to a few games on there. I played a little Elden Ring. Um, then I uh, I downloaded God of War and want to try that on there. Cause I think it'll be fun to play God of War on a handheld. I don't know all these. I'm always just like, cool. I'm going to play God of War on a handheld, but also Persona 5. Great. Oh, it's so great. I just downloaded Persona 5 on there. Um, my first Persona game was Persona 4 Golden on the PS Vita. Yeah.
2: So it's going to be fun
1: to play Persona 5 Royal on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah, it's fun. And I played a little bit of that, uh, uh, curse of the moon game on there. Oh, did you? I did. That was fun. Such old school Castlevania vibes.
0: We're going to do this, this thing. I mean, we kind of half-hearted do in the previous episode where we, we toss it out on the fly, but we're going to try to do recommendations to each other. Um, as we progress, we're going to try to do the bang one of these out every two weeks. Yep. And, and and do it like that but I'm glad I'll I'll, I'll admit I didn't try yours moon it's okay I didn't try it either moonbreaker okay yeah, there I we go didn't get around I know it know <laughs> but you like <laughs> of the moon yeah I
1: did yeah I mean it just took me back you know I played the first 3 Castlevania games a bunch when I was little um I never got into the later ones quite as much but uh yeah it's it's super Castlevania uh like old school Castlevania is it very it's great I, I, I played a couple levels, but yeah, you know,
0: yeah. And then the other one we decided on, you know, we were tossing games back and forth, but we can talk of this was overwatch too.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so much think? promise.
1: So God, so I have a regular gaming group and we play a lot of Call of Duty together, and we all hopped on Overwatch two when it came out because it's free to play, which makes it very accessible to everybody got five player teams, which means a lot of people can play together, and that's nice. Um, and it was fun. It felt very much like Overwatch. That's my first impression. Uh, it didn't feel very different. There wasn't a lot new uh beyond it being free and having a battle pass and no loot boxes. There was mostly the same levels, mostly the same characters. Some of them have had their powers were changed a little bit, but most of them were pretty similar uh but but what was great at, was that there was a lot of people playing, so matches loaded quickly like I remember playing overwatch uh the original game after you know it had been out for a few years, and you could sit around for ten minutes before a match would start, but now matches starting really fast, and even with the shaky launch and the and the crashes and the servers being down and the the all that crap it's still you still were playing uh more and, and more frequently than uh and then it turns out that. They have disabled auto assist on consoles entirely in crossplay, so all my friends who play on consoles were hating every second of it whenever they played with us PC folks. And so after a few sessions, we just stopped playing entirely, and we just it's done. It's pretty much done. Yeah, because none of the people uh, that that in my group that play on console want to play in a PC. Uh, Crossplay, because auto assist isn't just tuned down. Auto aim is just completely turned off, and and it makes it extremely unwieldy to play against PC players if you don't have any aim assist at all on in Overwatch. You're just like you're moving through molasses. I've tried it. I've tried it out, and it's like really hard to compete.
0: I mean, you're already at a disadvantage anyway. Especially
1: in Overwatch, you really are.
0: Any any Twitch-based like, shooter, though, like...
1: Yeah, if you're on a or one where you're accessing powers and stuff, which is yeah, so much sure. easier on a keyboard, for sure, yeah.
0: And just the speed of the mouse. Like, I know there are some people who use a, a keyboard-mouse circumvention apparatus for Overwatch and other things on their console, but it's still working like a controller would mm-hmm. work, right? So it's not... It, it, PC is just... Like, in, in Overwatch, if you're, like, a, a, a Diamond player on console you're like a platinum player on pc mm-hmm. you know what i mean maybe mm-hmm. even lower it's just the skill level is much higher just because of the what you're using and and, and playing so that entire thing the crossplay experiences as far as like console to pc to me i just i wouldn't want to do it you're going to yeah, get your ass kicked as a console it's terrible
1: player. and i and it, was, it was it was, it was crazy is. to watch yeah because like my brother plays on xbox and he yeah. is a really good player i mean he's he's better than me pretty much any game we play um he's seven years younger though so but he was doing terrible and I was like what is going on and then we learn oh yeah they've disabled they've disabled this key component in allowing console because they have it when it's just console to console so and that's the other thing that's really fucked up is that if you're used to playing with aim assist that's how you learn how to play you're playing that way when you're playing you on on just to, yeah. and then you get into a cross play situation where you, where you have PC players who have absolute precision with their mice. And suddenly you're moving like, like you've got to wait at the end of your gun, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it ruined it. And I'm super sad because I was really enjoying uh, my gaming group moving beyond Warzone, zone, <laughs> you know, moving into new territory. And it was like, Oh, I guess this isn't happening now because I I just don't understand why they couldn't just tweak it. Like, just balance it, you know, make it work for crossplay, but not disable it entirely. So, yeah. Well, it sort of
0: typifies a lot of this. With Blizzard um, these days? (laughs) Blizzard for sure. And and late stage Overwatch into Mm this. It's a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's like. It's not. It's just it's an like expansion. A, it's an expansion that an overhaul. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing was they turned it, changed it from six player teams to five. That's that's the biggest they say and I don't think that's a, a good choice. But, I do too. Uh, Eric. I actually I, I I I agree with the choice mm-hmm. for a ton of reasons. Not yep. least of which you know it's easier to get into games, it's easier to manage games when you're in mm-hmm. them with, with other people balance but makes same, more sense yeah yeah this the same problems persist um your yours specifically like when i you told me you play primarily on pc i'm like well i'm not gonna try like i'm on playstation it's not yeah. gonna work it's gonna well at all but <laughs> i wrote it, and we both love like this is coming from two guys that loved overwatch like i love oh, yeah you first i overwatch. had so much fun I, it, was, it, it was an incredible game like i remember at first i was like yeah I don't know, sometimes I can be like the the counter hype guy but I I did, when I met it I, at the at release I'm like you know I'm going to play and I loved it from the get go and I was with it all the 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 characters that came I loved every totally. step of it but Me too yeah.
1: absolutely until it started to take 10 minutes to load a match and then and that done.
0: came that came about with the role queue option because not a mm-hmm. lot of people were playing tanks a lot less for playing supports. Everyone yep. Everyone wanted it to be. You'd know, you be jumping into games and there'd be four or five people picking damage dealers and you're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. hey, this, this is not harmonious. Whereas
1: I'm like, give me Lucio and I'll deal as much damage as you and heal the crap out of everyone at the same time. Is that,
0: is that your guy? Lucio? Uh,
1: hey, if I'm playing support, I'm a Lucio. Yeah. I, I love okay. Lucio, but I love tanks also. I'll play some Diva, uh, some Reinhardt, uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of great tanks that you can do crazy good damage and uh soak damage and you know there I, I the just I like There's is lots there. of different great characters, yeah. Like um and I I really was enjoying Overwatch 2, so it is even with all the launch issues they had which were ridiculous. Uh but I I'm mean, disappointed my, overall. My biggest
0: know. problem and what what just stops me at a principle is like I'll just stay off the bat like I can buy anything I want. Yeah, like I could buy whatever, but the this free to play model and what they have repackaged this game as is a fucking insult, and just, I I mean it's absurd. Like the prices for a premium skin, twenty
1: five dollars. I mean, in the age of Fortnite, there's no excuse. Like I, I saw something people comparing the prices in Overwatch Halloween versus Fortnite Halloween, and it was like it's so much more expensive in in Overwatch. And it's like Fortnite's look, look, are already like making money hand over fist guys, you don't have to charge so much.
0: And Make like the shit I, cool people will
1: buy it. I,
0: <laughs> and like this battle pass it is immensely confusing. Yeah. Like the again what it what you you, so what you pay for a 50, what is 55? Now it's Canadian pricing, mind you. So our American <laughs> listeners, it'll be less for you, but it, it, it's 54.99 Canadian. I just, I didn't buy it. I'm just looking at it. And yeah. it's like, you don't even get the shit. You still got to, it just gives you, you access to the yeah. further tiers of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, imagine the people that think they bought this get all this and they don't even get it. Right. Yeah. Like, but it's like Halo just,
1: screwed up their battle pass and yeah. progression. And it's like, this, I just
0: find it, there's exhausting. no excuse. It, I never thought I would clamor for the days of loot boxes, but I'll take yeah, Overwatch One loot boxes. At least they were fun to open. Like. A thousand <laughs> and now, like there's no reward. Like yeah, the the yeah. the reward for winning and 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 what you're it's, building yeah. like, the currency is so small. It takes you it forever. Is. Like it, yeah. to me, it is actually fundamentally something that will stop me from playing this game. Any further? There's a lot of they're giving us too many
1: reasons to stop playing this game.
0: Like I go on the official Reddit, which was typically very, very defensive of Overwatch and all their balance faux pas and all this stuff. They're just on fire ripping this game
1: now. Oh, I'll check it out. I haven't been on there, but yeah, I bet
0: (laughs) they've turned on it. Like (laughs) they're all over it, and I, I I love to see it because fuck them. Well, yeah, they need to. Yeah, because really, that's that's it's not yes it's free to play but people loved unlocking this stuff the skin yep. that they flaunt it's, And now well i mean the biggest problem is though eric they're locking characters behind yeah yeah
1: which i mean some people do this. some games do this right i think apex has done a good job uh i think again like Fortnite is the it's the base standard of how you can do a good battle pass and games like warzone have picked up on that perfectly um and it's like what's where's what's your excuse if if Fortnite and Warzone and and all and these other games can do this very well, what's your excuse coming in this late in the game and screwing it up this badly? The There's model's no there. and yeah, it's you just easy. Just do the pass. most basic one. Like, seriously, if all they had come in with was like, we have just copied the original Fortnite Battle Pass to the T, <laughs> they would and have justify, made
0: tons have of money. To, you have to justify... <laughs> your your pricing structure and yep. coming out the gates like this so it just looks like a corporate repackage. Yep. Everyone already yep. thought that's oh, yeah. what this yeah. Overwatch 2C the, the
1: look is bad.
0: Everyone thought that's what it was and now they prove that's exactly what it was. Yep. With this. And you know what I'm not in. Like as yep. much as I want to yep. play it's I'm, it's not disappointing. I'm not in very it. disappointing. And they fucked up my Doomfist so they can <laughs> suck my ass. Like I never like. he's Doomfist. objectively <laughs> the worst character in the game now he's an an abhorrent tank like everything that was awesome about the character to play is gone he there's no cool tech Mm. everything about it is clunky now he's just called clunk fist fist, yeah damn
1: um can we take a two minute intermission we can cool i need to check on
2: something
0: We are back. I guess we can close out on the Overwatch Two thing, man. Like, well, I was- yeah i w- I was just
1: thinking about that. Like, as we say, no excuses. Like Halo Infinite and Overwatch Two, there are so many unforced errors. And when a company like Activision, for all their flaws, can literally release a new Call of Duty every single year, sell like gangbusters and provide their fan base with pretty much exactly what they want every single time. Like granted, there's going to be the stinker years. Like Vanguard was pretty much not that great, but like every year Call of Duty comes out with a multiplayer mode that has a uh, multiplayer that has a bunch of different modes, a bunch of different maps, tons and tons and tons of content. And they release it like clockwork and it all just works. What is it? What is a game like Halo? which hasn't come out, you know, there hasn't been a new one for years, or Overwatch 2, where, you know, it was years ago that Overwatch came out. Why can't these games, why can't these studios release something where there's enough content, where it's streamlined and easy to, 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 to operate like a games as service, if that's what they're trying to make it? Why is it so screwed up? That it's, all, you know, that the launch is almost unplayable and that, that all the little systems don't, you know, like Halo, I gave up almost as fast as I gave up Overwatch 2. It just wasn't, well, can, it wasn't working for me. Like,
0: I mean, Overwatch 2, I can't give you anything for. I mean, it's just bungled. It's no excuse, right? Part. But the Halo thing, it's clear they they wanted it out for launch window. Yeah. For the new console, when it was not even remotely close to being ready, it needed at least another year, and I don't care how Xbox fans and 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 want to spin that. That game is you can enjoy it, but it's pretty much DOA. Like I, it, they they fucked it up so bad, mm-hmm. and like for a game that desperate, like Halo to me, I I know they it, it's treated with the cachet of this massive thing it's kind of a dead ip at this point to me like the last three games have been not good at all
1: the, what is that recent- halo infinite halo 5 halo 4
0: yeah like 4 i was liked okay. 4 4 was okay i
1: i i genuinely enjoyed 4 and i thought they did some really cool stuff with the relationship between master uh master chief and um cortana mm-hmm Halo Five pissed bits, me off endlessly. It started, before
0: yeah, before oh yeah. Well, I mean, it later. was
1: definitely. I think I also gave it a little bit of leeway because that was in three, three forty three. Three forty three first. So it's Bungie like Pound. first attempt at Halo. They did a pretty good job. Um, but, but man, Halo safe, Five. That, oh
0: God. Is it safe to say that three forty three? Now, you could just say they're not up to the task. I I I will go further than so, that. I will absolutely the resources say they're there. They're Go not on, up to the task, but
1: but the people calling the 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 broader shots because the Halo TV series was so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I only got through, I think, three episodes before I gave up because I was so pissed off about that. And that's you know, I mean, it's just the vision for Halo has just crumbled. Like, what mm-hmm. is what are they trying to do? No, I, what is it? I'm out, I'm out. It's. There's that scene in the Halo TV show where he, well, first of all, he's constantly not in his helmet, which is stupid. But there's a scene where he literally puts on his helmet and then drives. And when he gets out of his car, he takes it off again.
0: Off it helmet. was like
1: 17 seconds of helmet. Yeah. And it's like, guys, what are you thinking? Like, you do realize that one of the cool things about Master Chief is the fucking helmet like he's yeah, yeah. in his armor and his helmet all the time? He doesn't talk a lot. He's the str- like, this is the character. It, maybe he's not the character you want in your TV show, but that's the character. So maybe if you don't want to do that, maybe make a different TV show for sure.
0: Like, to me, I, I, I just I, Halo to me is done. I, I it's I, really I, sad, isn't it? <laughs> it was so great for so long. It's not a franchise I need to pay attention to, and I know it's continually propped up as this pillar franchise but it isn't anymore it's just not i I mean i remember the first time i played the
1: very original halo and that is one of the key moments in my gaming like experience it was it blew my mind Mm -hmm. it was like the first it was was like the first time i played doom first time i played doom and then my uncle was like this was before the internet but not entirely so my uncle was like this big computer science geek and he's like check it out and somehow before i even knew what the internet was he had hooked up m- this multiplayer in doom with his buddy and suddenly there was another like character in doom and i was like and he's like this is my friend playing and i was like what are you talking about how does that even work what sorcery so novel is this? And it was so cool. Now, but that
0: was, it was so. Oh huge. yeah! Now
1: it was so crazy. Like these weird, like ways that people would figure out how to like network in a game like Doom. But it's the same thing. Like when I first played Halo Combat Evolved, and like I just sat down and I pretty much played through the whole campaign in like one or two sittings. It was like a weekend, and I was just, I was just like, yeah. The the concept of the Halo itself. Just the you know the flying the vehicles and like just everything I just loved it I thought it was so cool and um
0: but to see what they've done with Halo oh, Infinite now you know you it's can sad yeah I mean I know everyone loves Phil Spencer but I mean we I don't really want to get on the topic of the Xbox thing we we'll probably do that next episode sure of, sure 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 uh, like, yeah there's to lots close to say 2022 I'd like to do like the state of the union of all the major <laughs> you know outlets i guess we kind of so like atari (laughs) no but like i got you know xbox at this point this was the year to show and not tell and they did no showing i feel like and i still believe
1: this because i think the xbox series x is a better console than the playstation 5 i think that their business model overall is is less prone to ups and downs because Game Pass is very is very solid. But I think they really need to show something for all these acquisitions. Like they've bought all these studios and they've got all this stuff in the, but very little has come out of that, you know. And this uh, is even with Bethesda. There. You know, Bethesda ironically from from Microsoft, their very first game after the acquisition was Deathloop.
0: Which, was a, PlayStation a, which exclu- was a
1: PlayStation exclusive. Which is still, it's kind of hilarious, right? Um, clearly, all of these investments, pro- I mean, they will pay off. But we're not seeing that. You know, Starfield remains this, like, distant thing that doesn't even look that good as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree uh, with you. And that's uh, my
0: point. Like, this is my point, Eric. Like, we, you know, it's, and everyone is talking because listen whenever you have a a company that people love in video games or whatever that's seemingly the underdog you get tired of kicking them and then the only thing for them to do is go up and last generation for xbox was awful and everyone just keeps talking about the potential and they rode this wave of game pass which started off great and now it's not so great but when you get right down to it that's the only thing now and when that's your only thing it well, sucked. I will and say this.
1: Hearing- I recommend to people to buy an Xbox, not a PlayStation, still. Uh, my friends, for, for numerous reasons, a- Xbox a- uh, All Access is a great way to purchase a console if you don't have a lot of money. Like, you, you can get financed at 0% with Game Pass. It and, sounds and like you get a mortgage. <laughs> no, I know, but actually like when when like for a lot of my friends and like my brother and stuff who don't have like a few hundred dollars just lying around, this has been a really good way for them to get into the next gen. Sure. Like, and I'm talking like many different people where it's like I don't have five hundred dollars to drop and then also buy a bunch of games, but I could do this plan where it's you know 30 bucks a month. Like, that's a smart business move on on Xbox's part. Like, yeah. I really think it is. And um, for most of my friends, at least, like, for, I'm much more a PlayStation guy in that I do love their exclusives a lot. Like, we talked about God of War recently, and I can't wait. Do you know what? Paul Tassi got a, a review code for that. Oh, wow. Even though we've been blacklisted for years, he got a review code. So have you been so, talking to him about it? He, I mean, he said his article was uh, more, it was like more of the same good thing, basically. Like, sounds like it's going to be a lot like the last game, but that's not a bad thing, necessarily. Like, yeah. a continuation. And if you're of...
0: interested in our conversation, more or less my point about the sequel, that's in the previous episode. Yeah, which, which is only available hand. to our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> No one's paying for this. I th- no, when
1: we get to a point though, that's what we should do. We should have like outtakes and like shitty episodes that are only available to the hardcore fans.
0: Like our piss break. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean that has gotta be exciting content. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, All check, check, right. Yeah. Hey
0: Patreon subscribers, um, watch me <laughs> check on my daughter.
1: Yeah, I will be right back. Then you okay. just hear like yelling in the background and like <laughs> Are you
0: good? no dad why did you leave me here <laughs> yeah i can't do anything on my own <laughs> yeah, just wrapped in like a stool yeah anyway god yeah. War, ragnarok god okay
1: yeah so these are these are topics for for the next uh the next episode For sure we'll, we'll get into um, the union
0: with the xbox what, let's wrap up the xbox thing we, yeah and then we'll move.
1: okay well we'll just we'll not wrap it up but we'll we'll set the t uh yeah Xbox I think there's a lot to unpack with Xbox in that I think they have overpromised and underdelivered but the delivery could still could still be pretty awesome. They they do have a lot of acquisitions under their belt. They do have uh some well, really cool stuff like coming up and if they I think that I think for Xbox also there was a lot of catch up and a lot of recovery from you know from the early xbox one days which were such a clusterfuck i mean sure. look at the xbox series x like that console is it's super straightforward it does the job great games console. look great it's a great it's just it's like
0: it's no frills but it's just a perfect
1: console right
0: okay let's let's cut it there i will just i'll set the stage there with with me i will be playing juxtaposition in this conversation when we opposite have it and i only say this because again it's a show to tell time we keep talking about this unrealized potential that gets past year i mean i've been hearing about the same shit for three four years right
1: it's been a while yep
0: and you're right they probably only have to land about half of these games but mm-hmm. what I've seen these ten pool games, like Redfall, I don't think it looks great. No, that doesn't. I don't look think great. Starfield looks all that great at all. Never rely on um,
1: Bethesda for great.
0: And to me, like, listen, their business model I respect, and like you said, they are definitely the more consumer friendly entry point. Uh, and I guess I, I, I'm more of a. I look at video game as a traditional thing where I like to play for my video games. That's what I do. Like games pass will never be a primary thing to me but it doesn't have to be that's that options are what they have going for it but i also look at it that is a strictly business that only microsoft could do
2: sure no one else could do
0: it because no one else could fucking afford it and i don't care what they say they are losing money hand over fist on game pass and they just don't give a shit but anyway we'll get to that totally
1: you know another I great like- thing about Xbox is Xbox game chat is is so good. Like, is it? It really is. Like, when we play, um, uh, you know, half my group is on Xbox and the rest of us are on PC, but you can all use game chat,
2: mm-hmm, Xbox mm-hmm. game
1: chat. So it it's very convenient. And I know there's like Discord and stuff, but Discord hasn't been like hasn't been on consoles. Until very recently, now you can start doing PlayStation
0: Discord. owns, do PlayStation own Discord?
1: I don't know, but they haven't had, like nobody talks about being on PlayStation game because chat. Because it
0: isn't there yet.
1: Right, they, I mean like, it's it's obnoxious when, like, so so if like my daughter is uh, always playing on PlayStation and when she's in our group, it's like, we can't do Xbox game chat anymore and it's a real pain in the ass. So there are these things like convenience to consumers that I think do matter. But it's not, as, it's not as sexier as Flashy as saying, like, well, the new God of War is about to come out or the new, uh, you know, the... Yeah,
0: PlayStation acquired a significant stake in Discord. Ah. Uh, it's available on PS4, but it's not on the PS5 yet. And it's funny because it, it's on Xbox, right? So... Yeah, it is on Xbox. Yeah. That but is anyway, ironic. We'll get to that. We'll get I do to love ending that. on irony. We, uh, we've been... <laughs> Somewhat negative, which I don't mind, but I guess we get to the harmless aspect of finally talking about some of the stuff we've actually been playing. I mean, yeah. I'll go first. I've only really been playing, other than dabbling on my Steam Deck, I've been, I'm almost at the end of Valkyrie Elysium. Um, okay, I've not played that. I don't know if people are out there familiar, but Valkyrie Profile was a relatively niche, but as far as I'm concerned, Valkyrie Profile 1 and 2... Two is called Silmeria. The first one was re-released on the PSP as Valkyrie Profile Leneth. I think they're like borderline masterpiece level games. I think hmm. they're incredible. So when I first heard about Elysium, this third game, I was in. But I'll tell you, it's it's a game that is like it's a budget title through and through. Um, they changed everything that I loved about it and i'm listen i'm open to to new stuff but it's like a a late ps1 ps2 style game that is these mission based things that are kind of empty and i just i kind of don't understand why they made this game Hmm. uh i'm almost at the end i can't wait for it to be done like the combat's okay um but it's like it's an action-based combat system that the the games never really were I mean, the games, frankly, weren't that at all. Hmm. It's just not a—it's not a great game. It's—it's it's not. I—it I, sucks that this may be the last we ever see of this franchise because I can't imagine it sold well, and it's just not all that great. But the only good thing I'm happy about is that this gave us a port or a remaster of the first game that came with Deluxe Edition. I don't know if it's going to be available to be purchased outside of this. But that was supposed to come when the game was launched. They pushed it back to December. Um, I can't wait for that. As far as I'm concerned, that's worth the money. So I just man, I I wanted to love this game, but I I think deep down I knew I wasn't going to. Because hmm. it's not it's not yeah. it's not the same as the first two games. It's not. Well it's kind of like well, I guess not
1: quite the same, but like playing Final Fantasy Fantasy Seven, uh the remake where the combat is so different. That that alone is is jarring to me, you know. Like turn based becomes action. I mean, that's I mean, still a I good was, remake,
0: but I was open. I, the difference is is that Final Fantasy VII remake is like has this massive budget behind it. Yeah, so a,
1: yeah, it's a great looking game, and it,
0: you know, I I can even if you didn't absolutely love the combat in the remake, which I did, and I was open to loving it in the Valkyrie Elysium as well. And I will say, like, it's it's still a good combat system, but like. it's got budget written all over it from the enemy choices the level designs the way they it's just if you ever do play it you would know what i was talking about chances are you're not going to play it so what about you
1: as as fun as playing a game that you don't like sounds
0: (laughs) (laughs) honestly one thing you learn about me is like i i have this weird completionist thing about me and it's like (laughs) I, I have to see this thing through. I, oh, I, I am
1: so different. I'm completionist in that, like, if I'm playing an open world game, like a Far Cry or something, I have a really hard time not finishing all the little things. And I hate it. The question
0: it. marks. And the all the little, yeah, I'm like, what's that over
1: there? I should go to. And it's even though I know <laughs> I don't really, it won't matter. It's hard for me not to. But if I pick up a game and I'm just like, wow, I don't like this. Like, I will put it down so fast. Because hmm. I know it's just, it, there's too many games out there. I got eight more in the queue, just waiting to go. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so what have I played? Uh, I guess most recently, I've I played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two campaign. They released that um, a little over a week early, for the first time ever, which was really interesting. Um, usually, you know, people don't play the campaign. No, most people don't play the campaign. They just dive right into multiplayer. But this year, they're one of like, the
0: weirdos that do.
1: I do too. I've always loved the Call of Duty campaign. Um, you know, no for campaign
0: all I really loved in Call of Duty. It's it's the last one I played, by the way. Infinite. Okay. Infinite, Infinite was a good campaign. Yeah, I thought it was great. It had I had Jon Snow in it at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. It like was when it was they shoot tragic. The robot. Sorry yeah. about spoilers, but when they shoot the robot or you go out into space, yeah, I think you die at the end. Is that true? You
1: do. Yeah, the yeah. main character dies. Yeah, he sacrifices himself. The campaign was himself. great. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 honestly i think a lot of the campaigns are are really pretty good actually there's some there's some bad ones like Vanguard was pretty bad but uh of the last you know i have played all i mean i think i've played every call of duty campaign um and and for the most part i really enjoy them sometimes i don't i don't like something but like black ops cold war was before Vanguard and that that had a crazy weird trippy ending with all these weird like psychological things going on and uh, so but Modern Warfare 2, which comes out in two days, but the campaign they released a week early, and I thought that was a genius move because people who are normally just jumping into multiplayer might be playing the campaign instead. Mm-hmm. And they, they just want the Call of
0: Duty fix and they'll take it any yeah, way they can. And get it. and
1: they also offered up every mission you complete is a different multiplayer reward. So XP Smart. tokens, you know, like cosmetic stuffs, operator skins. Uh, you you finish the whole campaign, you get a weapon blueprint. Uh I that's clever. I think it's clever, and it's cool that they're trying to encourage people to play the single player campaign because a lot of work went into it. Obviously, it's it's graphically extraordinary, and you know it's just your typical Call of Duty campaign. You know, military operatives chasing down terrorists and stuff. There's been some some weird controversy that I wrote a little bit about. With yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah, there's this mission where you're you're actually Mexican special forces who cross the border into Texas chasing down a terrorist that's being smuggled by cartel. And at a certain point, there's some civilians in Texas who like come outside and they're yelling at you and you have to point your gun at them to get them to calm down. And so that's what's upset all the, the game journalists this time. Um, they're like, there's a terrible way to de-escalate a situation. It's like, well, what what would you do? Yeah. What would you do in that situation?
0: But, anyways, you know I. Mean? I, I I'm in the essence. Yeah.
1: Please don't hit me with your bat.
0: Yeah. You don't have time um, to stay stir, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. You're chasing a terrorist
1: and, like, a bunch of heavily armed cartel dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, this game had the most. Of any game I've played in a while, the most Spanish language spoken. There's a ton of Spanish in this game. You're in Mexico, there's Mex- a lot of prime. I mean characters are Mexican and they speak a lot of Spanish. And it I thought that was really cool. I also thought it was really interesting that you're you are Mexican troops in the United States. Yeah. Rather than United you States troops year, right? in Mexico. Yeah. And no one mentions that. And I'm like, guys, you do see that they're doing something not to over like use
0: this word, but subversive here. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they won't get credit for that. It's, it's they won't get credit for that. No. Can we, what can we get mad about? What can we be exactly. outraged about? Yeah. Well, and then
1: there was like they showed the Amsterdam level and they're like, Oh, it's everyone's at first everyone's like, It's so beautiful, it looks just like Amsterdam. And then people are like, Yes, but all you do is shoot people. It's like it's a fucking shooter, guys. Fucking
0: like Call of Duty, the, man. Like the fuck what do you expect? Bro, God just damn. play just go play something else. I don't know. Play yeah. inscription or something. Yeah, go play like, like there's a
1: lot of good games where you don't shoot people. Uh spirit fair that was a cool one i've played recently that, that you don't that's shoot anybody in. that's a cool game yeah like it's it's beautiful and it's it's emotional and you don't shoot anybody but uh so yeah anyways uh i finished that and that was a fun campaign i thought they did I honestly thought they did a bang-up job with it great voice actors F- the facial animation stuff just the the realism of it is extraordinary uh um, you know, and I, I play it Yeah, honestly, I am just glad they're still even in this cynical era. I am still, I am sort of amazed that they even bother anymore. And and so I support the campaign fully because, like, it's a single player game that's not open world. It's eight hours long. It's highly produced. It's fun. Every mission is different, you know. And yeah, it's a little scripted. And yeah, it's a little uh, uh, narrow. It's you know. It's unique in today's gaming I want, space.
0: Like, But like, what am I playing? Like, I remember when Battlefield 4 came out, for instance, mm-hmm. Um, everyone was shitting on the campaign.
1: I liked the campaign.
0: I loved it. You know, yeah. what am I playing this for? I want to see things explode pretty yeah. and blow up pretty and big scripted, awesome set piece moments. Like, I'm not in it for this in-depth storytelling if that so happens even <laughs> and if it's corny i don't give a shit like whatever i was, I was actually
1: at gdc when uh, they you, um, first yeah
0: like i'm they, in it for that
1: yeah exactly it's it's whatever it's, you you have to have your expectations in check right but i uh when i was at gdc the year that they first showed off battlefield 4 gameplay they did it in a movie theater and so i was in this movie theater and they showed off this awesome scene from the campaign Levolution. Uh, it, it was, like, on a big-ass screen, and it was just so cool. Um, but I love that. Yeah, I love, you know, even if it's a five-hour campaign, like, I think that one was about all, five that's hours. That's all I kind of want, yeah. It's kind of nice sometimes, right? Where it's not like, oh, I'm not going to be in here for 60 hours or 80 hours or whatever. Like, I'm going to play this in two or three days, start to finish. I'm going to get a full story. I'm going to yeah. play these missions, and yeah, like, and then I'm going to go to multiplayer.
0: That's fine. I like that. No, that's what I want out of it. I want fun. I want big booms and I want it yeah. to be pretty. And yeah. it's a military shooter. Get. And honestly,
1: over I it. think you'll enjoy uh, Modern Warfare 2's campaign because they actually, I feel like they took the character development further than usual. Like you pretty much mostly play as two different characters you play as Soap and Gaz. And there's some actually like fun banter and dialogue that goes on. And, um, I, I just thought it was a really well-made campaign so no
0: very nice yeah anything else
1: uh i mean mostly i was playing overwatch before that yeah and um and then like i said like i, I played a little bit i dipped into a little elden ring on the and a little bit of the uh, curse of the moon on the um steam deck but yeah that's about it in the last couple weeks um 'Cause yeah, I was also really busy with some of these TV shows like uh Rings of Power and House of the Dragon and kind of focusing on that stuff, which
0: Yeah, I still gotta watch the final House of the Dragon episode, uh episode ten. Um oh, That was great. Yeah, I, I I uh I I sort of know one of the big moments, um definitely yeah. from the book. I didn't it's funny, like I read some of the book, but not far. But then I, there's this lore channel that was giving the backgrounds to the families and stuff. And then it it sort of spoiled this moment, but way Mm. before episode 10. But I kind of knew it was going to happen anyway, which honestly, whatever. It doesn't bother me anyway. But I mean, like Game of
1: Thrones, everything was spoiled before, well, for the most part, was spoiled before I ever saw any of it. So, like, yeah. And it's still you still watch it and you're like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you know st- I, I, even though you know it's coming, you're like,
0: ah I jumped into your uh, your realm. I, I I started watching Rings of Power the first episode. Uh that's all as far as I got. I mean, yeah. It's really and like you I know you said it starts off strong and then it just falls apart and I'm fully prepared for it. I'll watch it. But yeah. I, there's I can already sort of see yeah. you know, some I can see it. But well, the
1: problem with that is like, I think I was going in with low expectations and then like the setup seemed like, okay, this could be really, this could be really good. And then they just never went any of the directions I thought they were going to go with it. It was like yeah. everything that they set up in the beginning, I, I thought was pretty much tossed out. Um, so I think if I went back and rewatched the first couple episodes, I would see all the problems with them now. Uh
0: I mean, we'll, we'll, we could talk about it a bit when I finish it. I just, yeah yeah. We I sure, guess sure. I, it's funny. Cause usually things like that, like a show like that to me, I would have been immensely hyped for mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. And now I just sort of, and I'm not yeah. even on social media. So it wasn't that it wasn't the damper of that. It wasn't about any of that stuff. I just, I think I just sort of looked at it and some of the stuff and I just, I just kind of wasn't yeah. into it. And I, I think I think for the most part it was more so the feeling of I wasn't really sure why this show existed beyond we need more of this universe right and we want to make a lot of money off of it. Like, but <laughs> the Tolkien whatever. extended universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Tolkien um, cinematic
1: universe. Yeah. Oh god.
0: A, there's a couple I mean as we as we you know, tidy up here and, and finish up, there are a couple small things that broke. Um I don't did you What's your feelings on Silent Hill? Well, my
1: feelings on Silent Hill is when I first played Silent Hill 2 many years ago, it creeped me the fuck out. I was creeped out and disturbed and it was a new experience of video gaming for me. And I guess now it feels tainted by not just, just everything that's come to pass, but also just like Again, it's it's like coming to a to a, a gaming space where where the uniqueness of it is kind of like they'd have to do something pretty extraordinary to make it as unique as Silent Hill was back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much more stuff. There's so there's tons of horror games now. There's tons of scary, weird ass games now. Especially played Silent like, Hill, the you know? is here. Yeah, like it's just so I want to believe. I'm like. I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I think the, the remake of two is very cool. Um, we already know it's a great game. It'll right. It'll be a great game. game. But the other initiatives seem sour since the cancellation of silent Hills. Yeah. Um, which is the whole PT thing. thing. And yeah, the PT,
1: all the ugliness around the, uh, the Kojima stuff. Already.
0: I still have that teaser on my PS4. I oh, never yeah, I do
1: too. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was a creepy ass game. That was
1: unique. That was cool.
0: Very. And you know, I it's even cooler
1: it. when you read about it later. That ghost follows you the whole time. They, it never stops. You just only see it sometimes. In oh, fact, man. the whole time you're playing it, it's right behind you. You just so don't. So that's the
0: way it's it's loaded on a development Yeah, it's right there. It's you. just
1: shoo, coming. Yeah, all the time. Oh, weird man. shit like that. Like, that game is fucking crazy.
0: I could, <laughs> that, but, like, it was that too demo. For me. I read about it. <laughs> it like, was like, I'm telling you, like, uh. like, I'm a big guy, but I'll tell you, when it comes to horror stuff, like, I, I'm i <laughs> kind of a massive pussy.
1: Yeah. That's good. It that means you enjoy it more than most people.
0: Yeah. Like, like, being when scared I of it. In, yeah. It, it but it also means it's never one of my first choices. It's funny yeah. Because I grew up. We can segue into the other, which is Resident Evil, and I grew up a massive Resident Evil fan, but it's like Resident Evil 7 and 8 have, like, I haven't even played 8. Um, Weirdly, like...
1: I really enjoyed 7, but 8 I just kind of couldn't get into. Hmm, really? Even though they're, like, continuations of 1 and... The... 7, I I just, I burned through that game. Uh, 8, I got into it, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Is it the perspective? That's the same perspective.
0: No, that's what I mean. Like, were you tired of it? Because I'll tell you, I always thought of Resident Evil as a third-person game.
1: Sure, Um, yeah. I mean, me too, I would say. And I loved going back to Resident Evil 2 remake. That was super fun. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it was just my state of mind. 7, I really enjoyed it. Maybe I was just in the mood for that weird, creepy, like, hillbilly horror shit that they're doing. And 8 was like... I don't know, you get attacked by all these like werewolf things right away and just didn't have that same kind of like creepy, gross mystery to it. Like, yeah, it was cool. I don't know. Maybe I just need to try it again.
0: You weren't in for the big lady? The Dimitrescu big lady was
1: fine, I guess. Everyone was acting You're like she great. was so. Yeah, I... eh, it was fine. I, I don't Fresh know. No <laughs> <lot>. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't know. But it's they are adding third person perspective to eight.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: Oh, you didn't see that because they had that showcase, no. right?
1: I didn't watch the showcase.
0: Oh, okay. And then I, I, I just did, did read just about it Res- a little, but did you see the Resident Evil Four trailer yeah. remake? Yep. Mm-hmm. What What's your feelings on Resident Evil Four? As I mean, to me, I, I think a lot of people think of it as the best Resident Evil. I mean, it certainly yeah. is. I preferred two though. I, I mean, I I, you know, I
1: think I I think I was more of a two guy. Also, I I don't think I. I think it was just timing. I think when four came out, I wasn't—I just wasn't as doing as many games, and so that one never really stuck with me as much. Um, But I—but in a way, that makes me kind of more excited for the remake because I'm excited to kind of get into something that I didn't really get into the first time around. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. Um, I don't know. I—I'm just—I guess I'm glad that there's so much. There is quite a bit of good Resident Evil content right now, which is cool.
0: Yeah, Capcom is firing on all sitters. Sit yeah, sit they seem weird.
1: to really be They're going. Great yeah. to
0: see. And vice, yeah. vice versa, like this is going to be an all-Japanese finale here. Konami, too. I mean, even as they dip their toes back in. Listen, gaming's better with Konami in it. I Total. don't care how they left. But I mean, so many great games back in mm-hmm. the day from Konami to me. I mean, at one point, I could honestly say, other than Square, they were probably my favorite company hmm. uh, making games, especially in the PS1, PS2 era. Um, and then it well, just sort of yeah. all fell apart.
1: Fucking Metal Gear.
0: Metal Gear Metal Gear Commander. Solid
1: 2. Like, yeah, I, like, there was a I lot of good loved, shit, man.
0: Like, I even loved, like, Vandal Hearts was for this tactical strategy RPG. There was a... Hmm. Vandal Hearts 1, especially, but it's like... It was such a good game. I played the shit out of it on the PlayStation One. But they and and Konami used to have these niche titles that they had, other than their their tentpole ones. And, and yeah. in the blink of an eye, they just phased themselves out, and then it was all gone. But it looks like they want back in, and that's great.
1: I'm cool with it, absolutely.
0: Um, and cap but the last thing was, what about okay? Before I even go, are you a Final Fantasy guy at all?
1: So, very limited. Final Tread Fantasy three. Final carefully. Fantasy three is one of my favorite games.
0: So six, but
1: three specifically three when it was three before they made it into yeah. six. Um, oh okay, yes. yeah. I played that game all the time. I played so much of that game; it was a big part of being young. Uh, but then, eh, I just never really stayed stayed into the series that much, you know.
0: Because you're obviously still. Uh, you like your RPGs because you're into Persona.
1: Yep. And I like Japanese. My brother was huge into Final Fantasy VII. So I played some of that when I was younger because he played that. And and I like, uh, well, I like a lot of, um, you know, I like the uh, uh, shit, the Nintendo Japanese strategy game. Hmm? Fire, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I liked. Uh, so so yes, I, I like Final Fantasy, but you know what I honestly the last few games that have come out I've kind of dabbled in but I've never gotten really like Final Fantasy 15. I I dabbled with it for a while and then I was just kind of bored and no I, I get played it. Um, I played 14 for actually I'm not even an MMO guy, but I did play solid for a few months of, of 14 uh, and I thought they did a, a pretty damn good job with that as far as MMOs go. Uh, and I, played, uh, I mean, I probably played like for six months or so. I didn't get very far.
0: Like, did you get um, into like the the first expansion, Heaven's Ward, at all? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just
1: really okay. just just that's the early really days.
0: where that's really where the MMO uh, picks up.
1: Yeah, the I'm writing, not an MMO guy. I just neither. I thought that it was a pretty fun game, even without being an MMO guy. So. It,
0: And that's the thing, like, it actually is a very single play. It's the most single player MMO that I think has ever existed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that
1: one, my favorite MMOs are probably like that one and like Guild Wars and, um, oh God. Well, I played some WoW. Well, anyways, that's off track, but um, yeah, I'm always kind of like, I want to like Final Fantasy more than I end up liking it. But I, I did think the remake of seven was pretty fun. And I did play, I didn't, I didn't finish it, but I did play, I don't know, maybe eight hours of that and I, I enjoyed mm. it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at finishing a lot of games. Cause it's like, I'll play, you know, so like some games, some games I'll play for a hundred hours, like Elden Ring and some games it's like six or seven or eight hours into it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done.
0: Yeah. And I'm moving on to the next thing. See, or like- i wish i would like you in this respect i wish i could <laughs> just be i've got what i what i needed and yeah. i am i'm good now no I, i'm i'm not like that and i, don't yeah, know, I guess yeah well i mean like- i
1: get obsessive too like like Xcom when that came out um i was just totally hooked i could not stop playing it until i was done but a lot of games it's not like that i just i i get to a certain point and i'm like okay Yes, I'm, i am like I'm not invested enough. So Final
0: Fantasy to me, it's like my Graceland. I love yeah, it. It's nice. my favorite franchise. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it immensely. Yeah. Like there's this the remix to the Final Fantasy Nine crystal theme walk me out to my wedding for Christ's sake. Wow. I'm,
1: that is obsessed. I'm fucking That's gone, good. man. That's cool. I'm gone. The music's great.
0: But, I love the music oh yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. But I will admit it's been tough sledding uh in recent years like capcom and a lot of japanese other companies they struggled with the the move to the hd era Mm -hmm. um totally they didn't they underestimated the change they messed things up and i mean to be honest you go back all the way to i guess 12 i mean it's final fantasy for over a decade now has been in 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 a rough, rough shape like 12 had a lot of development problems but it was still a really good game 13 was a disaster but I'm one of the weird ones that I, I think 13 too is absolutely awesome hmm. and it's like it, it's like Final Fantasy's Chrono Trigger in a way not in like the character wise but it does the time traveling thing and it it does extremely extremely well and even the, the third game which was a complete departure I reviewed it uh, Lightning Returns and I thought it was actually like a really brave game for the time when everyone was out for final fantasy, which pitch, pitchforks, they kind of didn't give a shit. And they made like this action-based final fantasy Majora's Mask take with this time period. And it obviously the budget had been slashed by that point, but it was still really cool. And it gave it, the combat system that they implemented was awesome. Uh, I would love a remaster of that trilogy, by the way. Um, Give me that. I'll buy that. You might get that. I mean, given, fourteen. Yeah. Um, the Fourteen's been the best Final Fantasy, even though it's an MMO, has been for quite a long time, mm-hmm. um, which makes me so excited for the Final Fantasy sixteen, which I'm leading up here, here, because the yep. people behind fourteen are the people leading up sixteen, which people have been clamming for for a long time, dating back. It does to look 15, good. Well, yeah which 15 was versus 13, which became 15 and Tabata, who is no longer with square helm that. And it's like, he took everything that everyone was super hyped about versus 13 and 15. And you see that initial trailer where versus 13 becomes 15 and everything in that trailer doesn't even make it into the final game. Nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. They cut it entire characters and set pieces and all this the tone every even the tonal shift was gone yeah. saying that i played 15 i platinum it on the playstation but it is a narrative mess with plot holes you could drive a truck through from beginning or just all that the way car to the end you know, they're always in that car oh yeah uh, like yeah. I, that game it didn't need to be open world the more i the further i get from 15 the more i actually hate it
1: it didn't need to be open world. Could be applied to so many games,
0: <laughs> it, for sure. But it's like it doesn't even see the open world vision the whole way through. Yeah, it just no, it stops, and then they rush through the end,
1: yep. and
0: it's like it doesn't even make any sense. And uh, anyway, I could go on and on about this, but this isn't what this is about. Anyway,
1: <laughs> next, next, and, and next time yeah. we'll just start with Final Fantasy and work our way but back. Naoki
0: Yoshida <laughs> and the whole crew behind 14 and. Yeah, Soaking cool. is the guy who does the music, which in 14's music is fucking incredible. Like it is the, very good. Like the elite of elite. And this most recent trailer, I think they've done an awesome job with the trailer releases um so far to build this up. And this most recent one called they give titles to these these trailers, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. It's called Ambition. It sets the, the narrative stage for these kingdoms. But like the, these action moments that they, they sputter through it. Did you see the trailer, Eric? I did. I did see it. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're fighting the fucking summons. Cool. And then there's summons versus summons battle. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just all in for this game. Like hook, <laughs> line, and thinker. It's, it's, it's game of the year 2023 do they, already. Do they have a release it, date
1: yet? Or is it just a release window? Just summer 2023. 20, okay. Summer. Thank God almighty. Give me summer yeah, games, I, man. That's a great. Give me too. those summer games. If only they'd release Titanfall two in June, we'd have a whole different no, world I, right now.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about more Final Fantasy as we go, but yeah, that's let's the do one it we, for sure. That's the franchise yeah. for me. That oh, cool. uh, yeah gets my gears it's, going. It's your dark. It's it's your version of my Dark Souls, for sure. <laughs> I think that cool. is. I mean, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. That that was a great first episode.
1: Yeah, that was um, fun. We, far wide ranging.
0: It was. Yeah, you know, it was good. We beat up on the games media, which is always a blast. Always We're really good. good at it too.
1: They're our pinata. Mm-hmm.
0: We better, we better bring in an Antifa games media member to level off the conversation.
1: And uh, they just want the Antifa. They just want to fight. They're just like the Proud Boys. They just want to fight. I, don't, I want to I, fight people. And they're I mean, malnourished. You know, Damn man, you know. Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that was fun. But though. yeah, you know what we're playing. But we'll iron out this into segments. We're learning as we go, but it is a lot of fun. And this is totally game night with Eric Kane and Jason Rose. Eric, where can everybody find you?
1: Uh, on the internet generally. Um, just Google me. uh I'm on Twitter and Facebook and and all those places. I've got a YouTube channel that's that's super fun. You should definitely subscribe to me. Uh, but just yeah, just Google me
0: what is your youtube channel
1: uh it's just uh what's it about or what's the no no what's
0: the what's the handle
1: uh it's eric it's eric kane oh eric so yeah it's just like youtube slash i think if you just do youtube slash eric kane it should show up yeah E R I K K A I N. uh eric with a k the way god intended it
0: like the kane (laughs) highwind the famous the, dragoon from Final Fantasy II, aka Final <laughs> Fantasy
1: IV. And we have come full circle. There we go. <laughs>
0: Me, I dab on I'm back on the Twitter's The Rose Company. I also do another podcast called The Rose Experience where I interview people. But if you Google the Rose Experience, you'll find this RB artist first and foremost. I am not him. He <laughs> is a black man. Um I used to play basketball similar to a black man, but no longer. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and then we do this because this is awesome and it's a lot yeah, of fun. this is fun, for sure. Thanks, Eric. Go
1: cool, ahead. Thank you.
0: Have a great night, everybody.
1: Peace.